Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Mmm. Hmm? Seven. <laughs> Seven. I thought for a second it was a one, which would have been worse. So we're going to go with the seven as an improvement. You know what? Yeah, that's an improvement. That is better than a one. We all passed our maths classes. (laughs) At least it wasn't a six, and I couldn't tell if it was a six or a nine. That's true. How do you tell the difference between a six and a nine? Oh, our sweet boys. And my sweet sister. You know, I think, what did she say before? I feel like this the the last star fighter came and got her. Is that what she said before? Uh, maybe that was what I said. I don't remember which one of us decided to go to the last Starfighter is a, is a cool hip pop culture reference. Yeah, just like a real cool callback. But apparently that's where that's where she's gone. At least that's my guess, because she's certainly not here. I, I, I paused for a second, like maybe she was going to bust in, oh. even though I know she's not on the call. That wouldn't that be hilarious if she was and it was all just a ruse. Yeah. It would have been amazing. But one of these times. But no such luck. <laughs> Not this time. Well, hopefully she'll be able to join us, uh, you know, for part two. Hopefully she knows to come and find us because, you guys, this is going to be a part one mm-hmm. of a two-part action film. I'm thinking a two-part action film. We'll find out. We don't know how many floors there are. Did he? Did Travis say how many floors there were? I'm not sure he did. I don't think he did. There's at least the two. I'm thinking it's just the two, but I don't know. It's going to be a very tall building. We could be here for the long We haul. could be here for a while. <laughs> I did like this real movie trailer opener we got that was all done by travis yeah i didn't actually realize immediately that it was travis until he started making (laughs) goblin noises i'm really not sure what that that means about my ability to recognize his voice i was very tired at the time so i think it says Uh, more about his ability to just be a chameleon yeah no i was very impressed by uh by his range i love it because that's one of those things where you know he was like "Ooh, this will be funny i'll just (laughs) record this on my own and tack it Onto yeah. the episode versus getting sound bites from my brothers and my father. <laughs> no, I thought that was a really uh, fun, <laughs> a fun intro to do. Me you too. might as well enjoy it, right? Like, and, and I think he does really seem to be enjoying DMing, which is yes. which is good. I mean, I you know, I, I shout out to the the DMs who seem mm. kind of burdened and and weighted down <laughs> by their responsibilities but uh, I'm sure that they are also enjoying it but but Travis definitely seems to be having a blast. Yeah, there's a there's a breezy air to to his DMing style. Mm-hmm. So before we get into the rest of this, I will just say, obviously, Brittany taken away by a star commander, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Anne, you have like eight thousand things going on. So yes, that is accurate. <laughs> so I, my, I, I will, I will admit freely that mm-hmm. my notes are a little weak. I did listen to the episode twice as usual. I was paying attention, mm-hmm. but I was trying to like sew faces on things with one yeah. hand and type notes with the other. So <laughs> it's it's going to be a little a little wild in the plot department from. From my standpoint, my notes are not stellar. That's but, totally uh, fine. We'll, we'll get there. We will get there. I have got your back. I tried to take even more copious notes than usual. And the good news with this one is that, you know, we're into some classic D&D bullshit here mm-hmm. right from the top. It's extremely D&D. Yeah. So I'm happy to kind of take the helm on this one and guide us all through. Come with me, everybody. Let's go. First, starting off again with that D&D goodness, we got to level up. <laughs> And and Fitz has a lot of fun with this one. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about his level up. He multi-classes and is now a wild magic sorcerer and a barbarian. 
Yeah, I think that made sense to to do the multi-class to yes. give a mechanical uh, explanation, I guess maybe is the accurate like to give it to give them a mechanism to deal with the direction the that fact. he wanted to go with the character because it's yeah. going to make it much easier in the future because otherwise they were going to get to some point where they were like, I don't know how to handle this situation. And now they, right. they have that mechanic in place to to figure out how they want to make decisions about things. And I'm loving the wild magic trait goes perfect with his character, like this yes. this mix of barbarian and magic user. I tried looking up the list of, what do they even call it? Hold on, I have a picture of it. Oh, the wild magic surge. This whole thing where, Mm -hmm. like, if he rolls a one, he has to have some effect happen. Yeah. Uh, So I was looking at some of these, and it is absolutely wild. The range from being completely innocuous to something that would alter your entire character. You know, there's stuff like you can randomly teleport, (laughs) or you can have a beard made of feathers grow out of your face, or... Like they said, it could alter your age, which is horrifying. That is some Wonderland bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think. And of course, the the really fun thing about this from a game standpoint is that it is random. So they're not going to know. It may or may not happen. And if it does, it could be, you know, just something kind of random and goofy or could be something that's really going to affect him as a person. Absolutely. Um, Could affect like the rest of the story. Yeah, I mean, like even even from the standpoint of a of it being a story mechanic and not just a gameplay mechanic, man, that's a fun one. I can't think of anything comparable in another story that uh, that randomizes those kinds of possible effects like that. Like this, right. this could be this is a, a very exciting box to open <laughs> that they don't know what's inside. <laughs> right, a little bit scary, a little mm-hmm. bit exciting. Because yeah. yeah, some of them are like effects that at last for an hour, and then right, some change kind of the character entirely depending on what you roll so yeah i've also decided that the job that i wish i had at wizards of the coast is coming up with Uh, what the random effects would be (laughs) i think we would be really good at that because i also learned there are like different trees for it and some of those Mm might have been homebrewed but you know if anybody needs just some fun weird effects that you have to come up with i think (laughs) you you know that you can trust your girls on that i feel like we could come up with some fun ones that would be a, f- a fun thing for them to introduce to the game if they felt oh. like it to build their own tree of of other yeah. possible possible like consequences. Yeah. yeah, that would be that would be interesting to have some other things thrown in there. But I guess it, it's probably pretty difficult to balance. Um, although maybe the point is you don't balance it because some of yeah. them are pretty extreme and some it, of them were just exactly. kind of silly. Right. Some of them it's like oh no, you suddenly cast levitate on yourself and then (laughs) the other one is right like your hit points are affected Mm -hmm. completely yeah yeah the effects some of the effects being permanent is definitely Uh i'm I'm very curious where where that's uh going to lead the story or if it you know maybe it never will happen maybe it never will surely you're gonna roll a one eventually (laughs) i want it to happen at least once i just i want one good one i i say that now that fits my favorite it's definitely gonna fuck him over now that i've said it (laughs) I've probably cursed our boy. I'm sorry, Fitz. Oh no. I I will say before we move on that for a split second when they when he said cast grease, I was not thinking about I was Were you thinking, thinking of about the, the musical of Grease. I yeah, I just I don't know what I thought that was going to mean, but I definitely thought right. he meant the musical at first. I why don't know why. It mean anything else. I'm totally with you. All of a sudden you're in a stage performance of Grease. Fantasy, you have the, fantasy the pompadour. Grease. You're you're in fantasy Grease. <laughs> It could exist in their universe. We don't know. Your T. Aarakocra. (laughs) 
that well so maybe if he ever gets that effect he can make a case that it that it is the musical and that it I does exist because i, I mean this. if tom bodette managed to be in balance i'm just saying boys feel free to use this idea as always or other <laughs> listeners if you're listening to this and you run some games hey have that have fun <laughs> So, Fitz has a really fun and exciting update. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fearbulg gets some new dexterity points. Yeah. I mean, I think, honestly, that's very relatable for what leveling up feels like in sure. real life. That you just kind of like, oh, is like, that yeah. it? I just got some extra dex. I think that's probably how I level up. It's just right. extra dexterity points with plush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my friend can uh, speak five languages and, I don't know, sometimes he turns blue. Something like that, maybe. Anyway, I got more dexterous. <laughs> it's not nothing. It As isn't we find nothing. Out later. And it, even you never know when it's going to come in clutch. Absolutely. You know, you know how I just cursed Fitz a little while ago. I bet Fearbug will do even better in that mm-hmm. same scenario because of these extra dexterity points. Whatever that scenario may be, and maybe Argo also in that scenario will use his new skills, which is an increase in intelligence. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, something that's uh, underappreciated, maybe, but when you need it on a when roll, can it. be extremely useful for sure. So he has that now to go along with his sea smarts, which I really appreciated that little joke. So I have to repeat it right now (laughs) because it's cute. (laughs) We love a cute joke. And now let's get to work. Speaking speaking of cute jokes, how how (laughs) how long did it take you to get mission and hospital? (laughs) Because it took me much longer than it should have. Oh, it took me until they caught on. (laughs) I didn't know what. Let's see. I feel like when he said it. Hang on. Let me double check really quickly. Because was the episode titled that? Mm-hmm. I saw okay. I saw it in the title and then Trap okay. says it in the trailer at the beginning. But I yeah. didn't get it until he said it in the episode and, and Griffin <laughs> reacted. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Mission Impossible. Now I get it. <laughs> I think I'm going to chalk that up to you being with your mind full of plush. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. I think I did get it when I read it on the on the episode title. Regardless. It's definitely a Travis-type joke, and I'm glad that these boys roundly admonished Travis for coming up with it and building then this little uh, work experience off of it. Yes. Yeah, you do wonder, what was Travis thinking about that he came up with Mission Impossible? Where did this pun come from in the first place that he built this story around? I'm going to guess he was standing, I don't know, in the shower. I was like, you know what's funny? That's funny, that thing I just thought of. (laughs) That does seem like a shower thought or like maybe a just falling asleep thought, that kind of pun that just sort of appears in your brain. Yeah, (laughs) That's my guess. You know, I am a little bummed that we didn't get a little side story of them working at Jolly Pirate Donuts. (laughs) No coffee shop AU. No. But that's okay. There's, There's more like necessary skills that they need, I guess, like battle yeah. skills. This is a framework for them to do to do some of that and like practice the game mechanic. And yes. I, I was interested in um, the framework of this being that like none of the workers in this new hospital could kill the imps. That it's like a union thing. It <laughs> is, yeah. We can't we can't risk that. We need some heroes and villains. We need people who are skilled in this area. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that was extremely funny that that they just. They had to have somebody who was who was either licensed by the Hero Guild or had been given spe- special dispensation as they have yes. been 
just they to, have their... to kill this this infestation of imps. Yeah, way more red tape than mm-hmm. you would imagine going into any Dungeons and Dragons game. But Trav is really leaning into it. He's keeping the theme alive. He is. Well, and, and so is Griffin because uh, in this initial conversation that they're having here about what they're gonna, how they're going to approach this problem, pretty much, um, mm-hmm. is that is that right after the first battle or before? See, this is one of my notes moments, but we're going to talk about it now either way. That I think that Fitzroy absolutely gave them like a big binder with some mm. kind of acronym on the cover. I haven't figured yes. out what, but that just all of his battle strategies and yeah. like code names for the battle strategies and and a checklist for them or whatever. I'm sure that right. he's, he is that sort of person that he has organized all of this and that neither of them read it at all. I love this idea. That's definitely all of those notebooks are somewhere in their now sort of shared but not shared dorm. He knows what he wants. He knows what he's after. And he just wishes that his friends would work with him on this one. In this in this area in particular. He's definitely a bullet journal kind of guy. Mm, absolutely. Thorough, thorough journaler. Oh, he's just, he's always got at least one on him, for sure. He loves the different designs. Yeah. He loves the ones that really say Fitzroy. <laughs> uh, but yes, I think this does happen right at the top. Because then they... <laughs> They finally figure out how to open this front door. You don't have to, like, worry about traps or anything. We just got to get in there because, one, they're going to get 100 gold each if they succeed mm-hmm. at this mission. And they get to keep it. Nobody's <laughs> nobody's trying to trick you out of this money this time. And also importantly to keep in mind is that Fitz deduces that maybe these imps are in league with the forest demons that mm-hmm. the Fearbolg told them about, which is interesting. Like, yeah. what... Why are they here? Yeah, I mean, it does seem like this is probably not something that happens on a regular basis, or at not least at all. maybe yeah. not on this scale at the very least. That not only yeah. did they, you know, it's not like a couple of imps, like this is a whole lot sure. of imps, and they have really trashed the, the place. Infestation, absolutely. I hate it when that happens to my brand new hospital. Just, you know, you set it all up nice, you get your painting up there, you're not going to like what it looks like when you get back. Even the magazines, I mean, uh. honestly. They didn't leave any of it. So now we got to get in here and find them and take them out. Who knows why they're here? We don't know yet. But the boys step in. It's very dark. (laughs) And this is only important because it means that Fitz can sort of see in shades of gray. Ooh la la. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe. I absolutely (laughs) cannot believe that none of them made a Fifty Shades of Gray reference. I was waiting. very I was waiting for the shoe to drop and it never happened. I was very surprised. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Especially because they've had so much fun with it on, like, episodes of Mabim yeah, Bam. Yeah, Maybe it was too easy. You know, like, they, they knew we could get there on our own. We didn't need That's their true. help. That's fair. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> but, you know, now we know something about Fitz. And um, just as importantly, the Fearbulg decides to turn into a cat, which, don't worry, they did then make a talking cat jokes, a couple of them. And I appreciated every single one. <laughs> But they had to do it so that they could see what's around, and mm-hmm. they just see rats and birds initially, which seems like, oh, this place is just dirty, which is what yeah. Fitz thinks. It's just it birds. Makes sense. I mean... Yeah. Somebody left a window open. Somebody left a door open. Mm-hmm. You got to get a broom. You Absolutely. get a broom, and then you just kind of herd them towards the open door. Just open all the windows. Well, at least, hopefully more birds won't come in. That's what you're thinking. Yeah, but it turns yeah. out, this is our first fight. And this episode is full of battles and Mm -hmm. we certainly don't need to break down and go through each one of them beat by beat but i will say the important thing to take away in this first skirmish the first important thing to take away in this first skirmish is uh i appreciated griffin leaning in to argo's taking damage as Mm -hmm. the incentive to set off fitzroy going into rage mode yeah 
thought yeah, that was cute. I thought I thought that was cute as well. It's it's a uh, you know I mean because I think that it would be pretty easy to play their character relationship as um, maybe more subservient. Like the the yeah. Fitz's ego has has made him maybe see Argo like less as a person because he feels yeah. superior to him. So he's not going to respond emotionally to those kinds of things. But, but being very protective like that, I think it's clear that they do have a relationship that's, that's more than that. It's so cute. Yeah. No, I'm totally with you. It's still, it is as much as, you know, Fitzroy is going to say, Oh yeah, I'm Thunderman, And <laughs> these are my, my hench people. Yeah. It's still like, yeah, but that's my boy. And you just heard him. And now I'm mad. So sweet. <laughs> And you've all listened to the show before. You know that this is the sort of thing that at least I am going to be obnoxious about and highlight. Mm -hmm. There's a whole section of the murder board that's just labeled cute moments. And (laughs) that one is being put up there right now. So we have that taken care of. And the next cute moment, actually, in the same battle is (laughs) when the fear bulg in his very short time as a cat goes to a change bag. And when they're asking, well, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? He does say that he's he wants to go uh, close to Fitz because it's <laughs> like, yeah, that's the barbarian. I'm going to go be protected by him. <laughs> Cute. You boys. Especially since I, I think the, the size difference here, regardless yeah. of him being a barbarian. I mean, I think I think that we've all kind of communally as fans not really pictured Fitz particularly beefy even though he's a barbarian I have like a little bit yeah yeah I've like I've seen you know he's not like super slender or anything but yeah we've all sort of pictured him a little bit on the small side like not super tall not super buff yeah um you know because he can still be strong without being like a big dude and the the fear bulk is a big Big. guy (laughs) him big yeah so, the, yeah, like the idea of him being like, I'm going to go stand by my much smaller friend because he's <laughs> he's more intimidating, <laughs> at least in this specific situation. In this moment. And as much as he wants to then try to be intimidating yes. as he changes that, <laughs> it's not going to happen. The imps are unimpressed. Oh, good one. <laughs> oh, and so here's where... <laughs> Fitzroy says they should hold on to an imp to question and they just end up killing all of them. Mm -hmm. And so this is another moment where you're like, this is why he handed out those binders because he's (laughs) a perfect point where they could have worked together as a team. Yeah, they don't they don't really have that down yet. And I I mean, this is not a criticism of them as players. This is a this is an in-universe commentary <laughs> that I, th- I think that these characters have not quite figured out. Like, aside from the fact that as players, they don't necessarily know how to use uh, their abilities. I mean, like, uh, yes. later when Justin needs to make a melee attack and he's like, I don't understand so how this wild. functions. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you have to kind of get in the headspace of not just how you would do strategy, but how your character would do strategy and how your strategy is affected by both their personality and their actual abilities. Absolutely. from a mechanical standpoint it's it's a there is definitely a learning curve and i think that's yes. why you know you want to go grind in a dungeon or a hospital uh mm-hmm. and, and get some of those kinks out a little bit uh, before you move on with the story because like if they had thrown them into like a really serious battle uh and i mean this one they were already hurt pretty bad just you know yeah they got messed up by some birds although i i have <laughs> i have seen evidence that birds can in fact mess you up oh um, they will they can be pretty intimidating, but uh, you know, they they needed they needed the kind of baby steps I think to to build up to to bigger battles. You can't you can't skip the learning process. Exactly that. I think that this is a perfect opportunity to get us back into the Dungeons and Dragons mindset in general. And mm-hmm. right, is a, is low stakes enough 
that I'm sure at the end we're going to learn some stuff by the end, if not Mm -hmm. along the way. Again, where did these things come from? I don't know. But not only that, but it's some real world experience for our boys here. Yeah. Well, and, I'm ready for what's out there. They're, you know, they're learning about each other as well. I, I loved um, yeah. Fitz just going like full Chris Angel for Argo when he was like, where <laughs> exactly. did you learn all these spells? <laughs> oh, he's so dazzled by Fitz's advancement in magic. They're, again, I'm saying they are very cute. You guys. Yeah. I thought the mental image of this was, was very delightful of Argo just being <laughs> like super starstruck. <laughs> He's just, which is saying a lot because Argo is a master at sleight of hand. Mm-hmm. And so now it's, I, I want to think in my head canon, this is an extra little boost to Fitzroy's confidence because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I just saw everybody losing their minds over how good Argo is at sleight of hand. And now he's marveling at me and my abilities. So <laughs> I must be pretty amazing. Yes. Put it on the murder board. <laughs> it's just, it's just a little drawing of, uh, of Argo with starry eyes looking at Fitzroy. <laughs> That's up on the murder board now. Don't worry, we got it. <laughs> I was I was picturing it very uh current version of Shira, um, that kind of oh, animation. Oh, love it. So cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Now imagine Fitz drawn in that cute style as he Mm-hmm. decides that maybe we have to go just really, you know, play some hardball <laughs> in taking care of this hospital. Yeah, from a strategic standpoint, Fitzroy's two modes seem to be either burn it all down or what if we interrogate this demon? Which, you know, I mean, not not a terrible idea. If this was mm. like an old hospital that was unused, maybe just yeah, burn it down. Yeah, that probably would have been a simpler solution. Absolutely. But I guess since it's new, you probably want to use it still. Though, I don't know. It looks like a garbage heap in here, apparently. So mm. just it's going to be a lot of mind. cleanup for sure. Yeah, A lot. We've all watched Hoarders. <laughs> it's got to get Dr. Zazio in here and help us out. I think that was her name. That's somebody's name I on think that so, show. Yeah. That sounds right to me, but I don't remember either. <laughs> it's been a minute. We are not We are not good at the Hoarders lore at this point. We're yeah, in a different universe now. <laughs> I'll pull up the Hoarders wiki and uh, see, get a, get a rundown. <laughs> So we'll get her in uh, after after we're we're done getting rid of the troublemakers that are doing this. And good news, we just found another one in this other administration office. And we grab this one. They get a hold of him. For better or for worse, we can question this one if they can talk to it. Yes, which it, they can, except it takes them a very long time to figure that out. <laughs> I loved Clint's offering to use acting skills to try to speak to this animal. Yeah, I mean, the it's, idea that, that it's the same thing to be able to fake being able to speak yeah. the language and being able to, to understand it. Uh, I think anybody who's who's tried to learn Japanese from anime knows that this is absolutely not true. Yeah, it's a bit of a different skill set. I just, it's such a pure Clint answer mm-hmm. that I just love it. Because of course, of course, that's where he went. Because he says it so earnestly. Yeah, It's not even just like, oh, I'm like... I can't think of anything. It's him being like, oh, I have this skill. And it's like, it doesn't, <laughs> that's not how it works. But I love your enthusiasm so much. And hey, it's important to know your character traits. Yes. Know your skills. These are the kinds of abilities it that is. people tend to forget about, or they don't have the the degree of out-of-the-box thinking to yes. wonder, like, 
to play with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something like how do I take a performance skill right. and make it into something that's practically useful? So good instinct, not great application. <laughs> yes, hold on to that. Keep it in your heart. I'm sure it will be important later. It will. I I, I believe in I believe in a redemption arc for this for this impulse that Ooh, <laughs> that at yeah. some point he's going to have the opportunity to use his his acting skills to great effect. Oh, I look forward to it. I can't wait. <laughs> but for now, luckily, this imp does speak common. And so this back and forth, or lack thereof, with this imp is just another really beautiful golden moment, I think, in this <laughs> in this show so far. Just because the fear bulb thinks it's a baby. <laughs> uh, Argo asks if they can keep it, because the fear bulb is so charmed yeah. by this thing. And Fitz has to be the one going, no, what? I, absolutely not. And then gets tricked into letting it go. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's almost a pity that there wasn't in some <laughs> some AU, some alternate universe of 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 this uh, of this show, there was they adopted this this imp as their yeah. baby. <laughs> this imp is their little baby. He's like their meowth. They're they are the new cute villains that everybody named Nell is more into than the main heroes of the story, <laughs> and the imp would be their little meowth. This was their their three men and a baby baby <laughs> moment I, I was trying to think of a good way to work imp into there but it, i couldn't <laughs> three men and a baby is in quotation marks Ugh, a baby or a question mark three men and a baby <laughs> i do i do like the idea of them them coming back from this mission and, and the Having... fear being like we have a baby now and people being like, that is not a baby <laughs> and the school is no you cannot bring that here we cannot allow this baby to be on campus so, yeah, in some other timeline, that definitely happened. Uh, but in this timeline, uh, this little imp did get away chuckling all the mm-hmm. way. I'd, his little <laughs> <laughs> Travis was having way too much fun. He definitely was. Chuckling for this little imp. Uh, and we see that he trashed this office, this imp did. Mm-hmm. And I think they said that this was the billing department. It had the two safes. Yes, this is the one with the safes. I have, I have a question about, I mean, there's not a whole lot to explore in this specific mm, part of true. the episode. But... Why did they booby trap booby trap the safe in a hospital? (laughs) That's a very good question. (laughs) Like, can you imagine, especially in a new hospital? Like, they're bringing their new hire in and saying, like, okay, so this is where we put, you know, people. Uh This is collections, and then don't open that one because there's a fireball in there. There But they look exactly the same. Yeah. And even then, there was nothing in it. So, like, they closed it, booby trapped it with some sort of fire prank and mm-hmm. why that's a great question <laughs> why unless it's in something invisible in there i don't know yeah i don't, I have some concerns about like osha compliance at this, at this facility for yeah sure. trav you're very much into the uh the bureau bureaucracy of all of this i feel like somebody needs to answer for this i can't wait for the episode of unraveled on the adventure zone <laughs> Okay, now I do actually kind of want that now that I've made that joke. <laughs> you know, that's that's the first step. Put it out into the universe and then you just see what happens. <laughs> and so then this is where they do bring up, I think Clint brings up, like, again, what are the imps doing here? Mm-hmm. Why Why are they just trashing it? Are they looking for something or is it just chaos? I don't yeah. know. And there's no evidence that there's any method at all, as Travis confirms, that yeah. this is not like... This is not a an organized search. This is just 
a house party. Exactly that. It feels like some frat got let loose. This imp mm-hmm. frat was just let loose on this hospital. And, you know, so now I'm also picturing like red solo cups everywhere. Yeah. Just cans of Natty Light. Just all <laughs> sorts of garbage in this hospital. This is Animal Hospital now instead of Animal House. <laughs> That's it. That's part two. <laughs> and I guess the the fear bulk at this point is just getting into the spirit of, oh, yeah. of messing the place up because he they go into this other room and he immediately overturns a giant just... cabinet because he thinks maybe he can jostle some imps that are inside that he doesn't even yeah. know are there. <laughs> He's just really hoping and also, yeah, in this like, I guess if we're trashing the place sort of spirit. <laughs> he might as well. Because really, what's going to happen when they come up and to look at the place? Oh, they're going to just think some imps did it. Nobody's going to mm-hmm. know the fear bulk did. I did appreciate that initially it did sound like he was just laying down the cabinet. And yeah, then it was, oh, yeah. no, no. I'm knocking that shit over. Yeah, I wasn't sure what, what Justin was doing at first. It was like, no. is, he gonna try, is he trying to block the door? Does he think there's right. something behind it? Like, what, what was his thought process? But no, he was just trying to avoid a random encounter. <laughs> And, you know, I can respect that. Try to get, you know, the preventative. Mm -hmm. Just like, hey, if you're in here. Although I feel like if he had read the room, maybe he would have been able to tell that it wasn't in there. But because it almost sounded like this room might have been pretty clean. Yeah. Especially since the cabinet wasn't messed with. Yeah. And I mean, we did find out later what is in the cabinet. Yes. Um, so it's not like a spoiler if I mention that. No, not at but, all. But, uh, you know, I, I you could sort of hear in Travis's voice that he was surprised by this. I mean, it's always right. it's, it's always fun when you surprise the DM, <laughs> which I think happens pretty frequently. Um, yeah. You do something atypical. But he was definitely kind of, it was one of those kind of like, are you sure moments? I think he, right. he thought they were going to s- search it and immediately get these health potions and things that were going right. to help them. Since obviously, like in terms of their, their character levels and the number of enemies that they were going to have to fight having seen the way that that first battle went that this was like oh no okay i'm gonna give you he was trying to give them a gift (laughs) he was trying to give them a gift and the fear book like went no but so hard (laughs) exactly this was not a yes and moment i do wonder now that you mentioned it like that i i am like i wonder if there would have been more potions in there for them so yeah i think there might have been and he had to just take the hit against them because yeah i don't think it would have searching it probably wouldn't have been significantly more i mean you obviously like you you can you can give your players a cabinet full of health potions but you can't make them search it so they might not have looked at it anyway the classic phrase yeah (laughs) that's what everybody says (laughs) we all know it we've all heard it from day one of dnd yeah but i I mean i think even even asking like exactly how he was he was moving this piece of furniture i think travis was you know you you don't try to steer people away from their choices exactly but you may try to indicate like are you sure that you want to and i need to confirm because you have just taken this this health item and, and broken it yes and obviously, of course, he does give them a chance to go back and remedy at least some of it. Yes. And seeing as this cabinet didn't take out any more imps, and we don't know how many more there might still be here in this hospital, this is where Fitz gets the idea to try to lure the imps to them. Yeah. Which I think is a pretty good idea. Yeah, I mean, because they can, they can clear this whole place one room at a time, but the, A, that's not going to be a very efficient, and B, even with locking the doors behind them, it still seems like they could have a problem containing them sure. and making sure that they don't simply come back into a place that they've already checked. True. Because you don't want to go back and say, we got them all, and then, you know. And then I mean, still I'd, have the, right. Yeah. You come back and, and there's an imp in a cabinet or whatever. You know? Some doctor's going to get bit by an imp in the cabinet. And mm-hmm. 
then that's on them. It's on their reputation. Nobody's going to want to work with the Thunderman LLC after that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's try to get these imps to come to us. (laughs) (laughs) And this is another moment. Argo continues to be wowed as uh, Mm -hmm. Fitz now transforms into a demon. Yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure where Griffin pulled this specific character from, but it was I extremely funny. I'm very glad he did. Wherever it came from, God bless it. I was not really prepared for him to start talking about demonic utters. I really wasn't. It was certainly something new. He really just took it and ran. I'm, I, it feels mm-hmm. like he just was like going with his gut. And I do want to take it back just one step, a quick moment. Mm-hmm. I had this realization as they were starting this trap for the imps. They joked about how when Argo wants to add to the deception and help mm-hmm. out with it, they joke about how the fear bulk is incapable of being deceptive. And I thought about that, and I love the fact that Justin went from playing Taco, who is the <laughs> prince of lies and deceit, to two different boys who cannot fib. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. I was just like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Once upon yeah. a time, he was very good at this. Yeah, I, whatever their next arc is going to be, he's going to have to swing back hard the other he might way. Have to bring it back. You <laughs> did have to be a con man or something. Yeah, ooh, I like this idea. Which it sounds like he was going to maybe do with Augustus, mm-hmm. but I feel like yeah, Augustus ended up being more noble than deceitful. But I, yeah. we'll we'll see. We'll see what he's what what the next one brings. Justin's too much of a straight shooter, maybe. Maybe that might be it. I also it was in the background as as Clint's jokes often are. He doesn't quite uh-huh. he doesn't always like commit to making sure that everybody heard it. Yeah, and they fairly frequently will move on without acknowledging it, even when they do probably hear it. Yeah. Uh, but I I saw and appreciated well heard and appreciated Clint's uh, Mr. Mephistopheles joke. I did too. Yes, <laughs> it's extremely good. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned it. I heard it. I giggled about it. I didn't write it down. So I'm glad you show shown a little light on it. Because you're right. Oftentimes he'll just say something. You're like, oh, nobody's going to stop for that one. That's okay. I heard it. <laughs> We, this is this is what we're using this space for, just That's, to say, Clint, someone heard it and someone liked it. <laughs> we did. We're we're fans. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> they were they were too busy at that point. I think still roasting him about about healing. Oh my god, yeah. They went from this really this really lovely moment and getting to see a little bit of the Fearbulg's abilities mm-hmm. and using cure wounds on Argo. And still took the opportunity to dunk on Clint for <laughs> for past sins committed by Merle Highchurch. Yeah, it is a little too bad that, that Clint wound up taking the kind of the brunt of, of the shaming for this, considering that the only reason they were hurt was because while well, Griffin's <laughs> slash Fitz's plan did work and they did take out these imps, uh, Thunderwave maybe not the best solution when your two friends are right next to you. When they're right next to you, and like you just laid them down on the ground or whatever he yeah. did to them. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just Fitzroy. It's so funny because this kind of plays back to earlier when it was like, oh shit, that bird hurt my friend. I'm gonna mm-hmm. kill it, and now it's like, yeah. okay, just lay here for a second. I'm gonna hurt you, <laughs> but it's for the greater good. He, he's doing just as much damage. Yeah, yeah. Luckily though, we do have the fear bulb, which then I do appreciate on that same note. Then the fact that he he won't cure fits, and not only that, like I know this whole little part is played for goofs and it Mm -hmm. is very goofy and i love it but i also appreciate 
this sort of evolution we see in the Fearbolg being able to kind of mess with these two and yeah. being like, well, you know, maybe if uh, I hadn't been shocked just now, I could <laughs> I could use this again. I think it's cute. And I don't know if it's on purpose, but I think that it to me, it shows evolution of this yeah. character and his ability to play with others. Yeah, he's he's mostly guileless, but he's not humorless. I yeah, think. that's perfect. I really appreciate it. And you know what else I appreciate? Mm. Griffin coined the term echoglocation. That was also very good. <laughs> like just some really some really quality some puns in this episode. Really that good I gems. Yeah. It's totally brilliant. And I like to imagine as he's doing this, he's like starting, he's trying to focus, he's starting to glow. And then this is where they get kind of uh, surprised by another little flock of birds and mm-hmm. both Argo and the Fearbulg are able to get hits in on them. And I like mm-hmm. to imagine it's because Fizzroy is concentrating too much. So he they they <laughs> kind of make their moves and he's in the middle still focusing on on glowing beautiful colors of whatever might be around them. Yeah. And Argo's like physical his melee attacks are actually pretty strong. Like he can really get yeah. some damage in. He's he is a formidable formidable opponent, which I think may be still a little surprising to Clint. It se- it sounds like it. It seems like this is still kind of a new new territory yeah yeah absolutely yeah i mean certainly like ned was was you know he had physical attacks that was pretty much the only thing he did have but he wasn't necessarily stellar at it yeah uh, he argo was more um competent is not the right word i think it's uh it's really a power question of like how much damage you can do in one hit sure and, um you know how accurate you are so and i think also it's sort of like a question of confidence and it mm-hmm. seems like like argo's a person who is trained for this argo seems like he is ready to get into a scuffle he's ready to be in a fight whereas ned was going to avoid a fight if he could argo's got those sea smarts so hell yeah he does he's been on a boat before he's ready (laughs) he's ready to take out these birds and stab them in the eye that was a very specific uh (laughs) violent little phrase from our boy i like to assume that argo has a a history with birds as a person who was on who was on a boat for a long time, that that was probably pretty much the only animal he encountered, and that oh, he may have an antagonistic relationship with birds. Now I'm just picturing a smash cut to like him on a boat being just besieged by a flock of seagulls. Not the band, yeah. but also maybe the band. <laughs> it seems it, was- it seems likely. Like in the middle of this fight, like he just has this moment, and we just kind of zoom into his it's- head, and we're seeing. <laughs> We're seeing it's just this. a that's so Raven moment. Yeah. Yeah. All of his all of his grievances with seagulls. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's how it plays out in the film. <laughs> this is an OVA episode where it's 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 a side story from school. Mm-hmm. Well, and obviously it served him well because he he does well. They take out two of these birds. The rest of them get away. So that's just more imps we have to worry about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for right now, it seems the only office we have left on floor one is Dr. Frazier's office Mm -hmm. which i did think initially was a joke about dr fraser crane yeah i mean that was fair i think i think everybody (laughs) thought that (laughs) we can't blame clint for for singing i think that's it would have been wrong if he had it was in all of our minds yep he was he was our our audience avatar in that moment and he did he did what needed to be done (laughs) he he answered the call (laughs) he knew what we were all thinking and so as they step into this office, uh, they find another, this is where I have it written down, they find another party zone, and <laughs> they find imps sleeping this time. It's kind of a cute image, like, accidentally. It's a little bit cute. It's a little bit cute, especially when they almost adopted one mm-hmm. to be their baby. 
Yeah, I'm um, accidentally picturing them cute, even though I'm pretty sure they're not. <laughs> I'm kind of picturing them. They One of the new Pokemon for Sword and Shield looks like a little imp. It's got like a long pointy nose. Mm. I'll share a picture of it on the Twitter. <laughs> I think I was people. thinking of uh, Impmon from Digimon, but like Aww. black. Cute. Okay. Let's just, we'll make a vision board of how we're picturing <laughs> these little imps. <laughs> and you know, it sounds like maybe they were thinking the same thing. The fact that it's... You know, they're calling them babies and they're, mm-hmm. well, maybe we can keep one. Let's grab yeah. it. Uh, but I will also say it seems impossible to me that these, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, that these imps are sleeping. I'm like, there's been some real destruction and a lot of thundering and whatnot happening. I mean, they have been partying pretty hard. That's and true. There's we a lot don't of natty really light know. cans maybe, in this room. Maybe they did get into the staff cafeteria. I don't know why there would be alcohol in a staff cafeteria at a hospital. That seems like a bad idea, but you never know. This is a fantasy Uh, hospital. Maybe in somebody's desk drawer, you know. Yeah. They party hard and they sleep harder. (laughs) Apparently they do because it does give our boys the opportunity to get the jump on them. And Mm -hmm. while Fitz is trying to pantomime to Argo to go ahead and do what he does, which is stab one of them in the eye. The fear ball decides, don't worry about this. I got it. And he uses Moonbeam, that beautiful Mm -hmm. spell again. Which is very powerful. I mean, I don't know if we we fully gave that credit the last time. This is a powerful spell. It really is. Again, imagine Princess Peach, Super Mario RPG, using her spell. It's, It's beautiful. It's like that. It's very powerful. And I did like uh, Dustin's little stinger at the end there about carry that home in a jar. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta do it. He saw his opportunity and he took it. Mm -hmm. And Moonbeam is so powerful that I love that he points out that it does go 40 feet above Mm -hmm. as well. And that Travis allows and obviously was like, oh, yeah, if there is something in that room above them, which there is. Now, I'm also hoping there was also some other... When I didn't write it down, but there was some other effect that Moonbeam has that hopefully they'll remember next time when they... Oh, about shapeshifters. Yeah. Yeah. There was a thing about that, like, uh, if, if someone has, has changed shape, that, it, right. per- that they... it forces them to change back. Yes. Yes. So I don't know if yeah. it would come into play, but... It could be interesting, yeah. If, if it happens to come up, it, it could be an interesting uh, an interesting usage of that spell. Yeah. I, I also appreciated that... Um, because it seems like in most situations you would just sort of heavily imply that this pillar of of magic light would not would be like stopped by the ceiling tiles, even yeah. though it completely obliterated these imps, which would be <laughs> really wild, like from a, yes. a internal logic of the of the magic in the universe standpoint. So right. yeah, I appreciate I appreciated that as well. I thought that was a good detail. It it didn't I mean you could certainly make the case that it is advantageous to the players to think of something like that. But um, I, I appreciated that, that Justin is thinking in three dimensions Absolutely. In, in the course of doing this. And I think that that's where it's so helpful and was really great of Travis to provide them with blueprints, especially mm-hmm. when you're playing Dungeons and Dragons at a table with everybody. There's usually some form of map in front of you. And yeah, like, yeah. here's the first floor, here's the second floor. So you can get a sense of the space and which rooms are where. So you could tell in the course of this episode that was a really big help for all of Mm -hmm. them to have that visual aid. And lets them do dope moves, like being like, hey, just in case, maybe some other people are going to take some damage. (laughs) So, you know, they're getting a little head start on the second part. Yeah, although, like, right before, they do still have one other thing that they have not done because Travis makes it fairly clear to them that they did (laughs) miss something. 
when they were messing with that cabinet. You should probably go back. <laughs> it was very, very benevolent of him, in fact. It was. He's, you can tell, it's, especially in the course of this episode, he, you know, him giving them things like, remember, okay, there's broken shit all over the floor. So yeah, if you walk, yeah. little things that you might not think of, like if you mm-hmm. were seeing it in person, you would think, yes, maybe don't walk in this room. But if you're just picturing it all in your head, you might not think about, yeah. if I step into this room, I might cause a commotion and wake them up. And some DMs, for for better or for worse, would leave that up to yeah, the players they would, to figure out. Uh huh. They would keep that to themselves. And same with this potion. It would be like, yeah, well, you guys walk past it on the in, in the first <laughs> floor. It's not up to me. And you know, a big part of this is the fact that Fitz uses his glocation, his echo glocation, and sees that there's some sort of healing property somewhere nearby. So that mm-hmm. luckily gives more of a footing. So it's yeah. not just like, oh, no, it divine it, intervention is yeah. helping you guys out. No, no, it was it was definitely he used the story to help steer them towards something that they, they yes. would ultimately need. Yeah. Yeah. Something that will at least be very helpful because they do get one healing potion. Maybe there had been more, but now that's in mm-hmm. pieces and one poison resist potion, mm-hmm. which also certainly will come in handy at some point. Yes. Argo already took a hit for poison. Mm-hmm. I think Fitz also took a hit on poison. Yeah, I believe so. So boys. He has some poison resistance, but but yeah. Yeah, but I think with that, that's where we get a big to be continued mm-hmm. until next time. And is there anything that we forgot to mention that we want to bring up now? I have only one thing, which is not particularly important, but... Hit me. So there's a screwdriver in your thieves' tools? <laughs> apparently. Like, I, apparently, because that's what they used to open the back of the cabinet. <laughs> Just like a pack I of I couldn't teens. stop thinking about that. I'm like... Is it like a multi-tool? Like, what is... Are there rules about what's in the thieves' tools? Can you just yeah, sort of say know. it's a multi-tool that could be pretty much anything? I That could... Anything... <laughs> I mean, I, it makes sense because, you know, if you have a set of lockpicks that you might have... Sure. Anything associated something with opening or closing use. something would be appropriate. But, yeah, I love the idea of just, like, a full-on, like... <laughs> <laughs> screwdriver is it do we need yeah. a phillips head do we need a flat it's like head? a nail file in there probably yeah absolutely it's one of those crystal ones it's very yeah. nice <laughs> um let's see what else is in there they have a compass just in case the one that you've drawn a paper with i have to assume that there is a like a hex wrench in there yeah and that being a rogue also means that one of your class traits is that you can assemble ikea furniture mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what i was getting from this this interaction <laughs> with the cabinet that's yeah that's part of the c smarts yeah you had to learn to travel light and be ready to uh furnish a boat however as easily as you can We've only got a couple hours to do it. One of the the fewer uh, the the less explored aspects of D and D is mm-hmm. is assembling flat pack furniture. <laughs> <laughs> That'll that's definitely you know I wouldn't be surprised if that came up at the start of next semester. Being like, okay, boys, here's your new dorm. Yeah. Let's go to Fantasy IKEA. Right. Get some stylish yet cheap furniture. Really make this space a home. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to add. I, I my big takeaway was just. Gosh, these boys are so cute. I'm loving <laughs> this friendship, this beautiful friendship and camaraderie between these three. And I think for what it's worth, I feel like uh, this episode, while not having a ton go on in it, I think was really fun because it was just our three boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it was very, um, sometimes straightforward is good, I guess yeah. is the way to put it. I mean, there was still a lot happening in terms of lots of imps, lots of birds. Of you know, there was a lot. There were things going on for sure. But yeah. Um, 
but it was definitely it was nice to see the characters in isolation with each other exactly and some you know get those classic D play sets coming back in <laughs> getting to roll for initiative getting to get in some hits all mm-hmm. of the all of the classic D faves yeah this was a fun one and i'm excited for part two but for now da, 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 it's time for the poll <laughs> So as I mentioned earlier, the answer to our previous poll on where the boys should work at Last Hope was uh, Jolly Pirate Donuts was the winning answer. I'm so pleased. Yeah, I think that one was yours. I will say my submission of Coffee Shop AU was a close second. So thank you, everybody. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> and that's the one that is most likely to happen in fan fiction. So. Absolutely. I would not be surprised if I went to AO3 right now and found some... <laughs> 50,000 word fic on it. Uh, But I'll read that later. I will also say, surprisingly, Fantasy Pizza Hut had zero votes. Huh. I think that's the first time that's ever happened. Interesting. It is interesting. Maybe, maybe, you know, it's because everybody was thinking they want it to be classic Pizza Hut, but they know it's modern Pizza Hut. Mm. So it's just not the same. It's just not the same. That's fair. Anyway, this time, obviously, this imp hospital party was a rager. But what was the best part? We will have that pull up over on our Twitter at Romancing Zone. And let's meet back here for part two of this action packed thriller in two weeks. Till then, thanks so much for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. Mm-hmm.